about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshuba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. a privilege. It's not that you earned it. So that's why we give glory and honor unto the Almighty God. This afternoon, as I did in the first service, I want to speak from the book of Galatians in chapter 1 and verse 10. Galatians in chapter 1 verse 10. I'm continuing. The message is up to you. But I'm also taking another kind of mentality that God wants me to deal with. And in Galatians chapter 1 verse 10, he says, I am now trying, um, am I now trying to win the favor and the approval of men or of God. Let me wait till everyone settles down. Aha. There's... Let's go. Am I now trying to win the favor and the approval of men or of God? Or am I seeking to please someone? If I was still trying to be popular with men, I would not be a born servant of Christ. I'm going to read that part again. If I were still trying to be popular with men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Over the last few weeks, except for the Easter break, I have been trying to deal with some things that hamper, things that destroy, things that stop us from rising to the new level that God wants us to rise to as God spoke to us that 2017 or 2018 sorry is our year of rising and when God starts to speak prophetically about that he knows what he's saying because I received and I will read it probably next week received a testimony from someone in church about his journey in worship tabernacle over the last two years and every single prophetic word for the year has transformed his life. And so God has a prophetic word for us this particular year. But I have now found and noticed that whenever God takes me through teaching a kind of series in church, it actually mimics or reflects what actually happens outside in the world. I start seeing things on the internet and start seeing things on the news that I'm just like amazed how it kind of mirrors the things that we've been talking about and preaching about in church. And God took us on a journey of dealing with different kinds of mentalities that stops us from rising, things that have been ingrained in our minds, things that have suddenly taken so much root in our hearts and in our minds that unconsciously or consciously we live in that kind of mentality and it stifles progress. And the first thing we dealt with is what I call the entitlement mentality, where you feel you're entitled to have something. 
You feel that you're entitled to have your parents' wealth. You feel you're entitled to have what the government has to give you. And we go around with this kind of entitlement mentality. And because people have this entitlement mentality, that's the reason why we see over the news how many young ones are dying because of knife crimes and gun crimes. And for the first time in history, I think, if I'm not wrong, that the rate of murder in London has surpassed that of New York. It's because it's, a, it's an entitlement mentality. I'm entitled to have this. Actually, I'm entitled to have your watch because I just want it. I didn't have to work for it. He didn't know why, how you got it. He didn't know what you did for it. But you just feel, well, why should they have it? These are the ones that are actually wrecking the finances of this country. These are the privileged ones. You know? And we throw stones at those who have done hard graft. And now are reaping the rewards of their labor and somebody feels they're entitled towards it. And we can see recently about a burglar who went into someone's house and there was a fight that ensued and the house owner, you know, they said murdered or killed him and all that kind of debate that is going on. But I mean, if you're a burglar, in your mind you're saying I'm entitled to what someone else has worked for. And that entitlement mentality does not allow you to ask questions. How did this person get this? How can I also go ahead and make something out of my life? We, we have this entitlement mentality that after a while, my parents' uh, wealth will become mine. Or they will give me money to buy my own house. And that, that stops you from having this creativity of me going out and working for myself to do what I want to do and get it. Because you need to also ask your parents, did anyone do that for them? And then we're building up, building up a system in which we feel we're entitled to it. Another, another thing that we've dealt with, and, 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 and if you haven't picked it up, go and pick up the CD, is what I call the treadmill mentality, where you just talk and there's no action. You're just going over in the same circle. You said in the beginning of the year, you wrote five things that you're going to achieve, and you have not achieved 0.1 of it. I will do my driving license. I will do it. I will do it. I will book 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 it. No, you will never do the test unless you book it. And make sure you do not postpone it. But you keep saying the same thing over and over. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to change my diet. But here you are at 12.48 a.m. this morning. You are saying, something, you know. Uh, it's late, I'm coming from this party they didn't give us any food well, why did you go? there's a treadmill mentality you're still the same weight which you was 45 years 20 years, 15 months ago but you're still, you're admiring others which you're not doing anything it's a treadmill mentality You're, you're still in the same course, still in the same job nothing is moving forward and God is telling us that that will not make us rise. Another thing we dealt with was what we call the independent mentality. Independent mentality. Can I have some sweets too? Uh, in, it's independent mentality. Where, uh, since they were distributing things, uh, pass me not to gentle savior. Uh, hear my humble cry. Uh, they're making me hungry as they're distributing stuff in there. Uh, 
We also have this kind of stuff called the independent mentality. And independent mentality is I want to do what I want to do. I don't care what anybody says. So there's no authority anywhere. And have you seen, can I say this? I know this is going to be controversial. I hope they don't come, um, uh, 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 take me down. Uh, and, uh, well, if they do, they probably, uh, probably might end up in the um, 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 House of Parliament. But have you found out that this thing where they've stopped discipline has come back to actually become one of the Achilles skills of our society? I'm not trying to be political. I'm just trying to say it. There are some societies where discipline is necessary. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this. What you call abuse has now is actually discipline and what we've now called abuse is now abusing the system because people want to be independent. Nobody wants to be disciplined. You understand? Uh, even, e- even young ones are threatening parents that if you talk to me anyhow, I'm going to call social services. I mean, like, uh, they, you, you're going to call social services. I'm not going to tell you what I would do. <laughs> but I've made it very clear to my son what I would do. I'm social. <laughs> and I will give you the services that is required. Ah. <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God for dual nationality. <laughs> and if you, if you haven't got it now, you better go and find it. Go into your pet, go to the Caribbean, go to India, go to Ghana, go to Nigeria, go to, go, go and get your passport. It's going to be important somewhere, somehow, someplace where you might probably need it. <laughs> Thank God for that. When I had a discussion with my son, I brought both out. Here you go, and you've also got both. That's why when I gave you an English name, I also gave you another name. So when you're going out, which one is appropriate for which environment you'll be able to use? But you see, what was, what was my message? <laughs> what we call abuse is actually abusing our system. Because normally any child wants to be independent. All of us want to be independent. Nobody wants anyone to tell us what to do. But you see, what happens is that if Jesus was not under the authority of God, he would not go to the cross. So if we're going to fulfill purpose, we must be able to destroy what is called independent mentality. You're going to destroy it in your life. Marriages are falling, marriages are breaking down because everybody, although married, wants to be independent. My own money, my own stuff, my own thing. And when we start to do that, we bring disunity into the house. The child is also disabled because of your disability of not coming in together in unity. And you wonder why the child is messing up because you are not united. And when we say united, there is going to be a captain, there is going to be a goalkeeper, there is going to be some back defense, there is going to be some midfielders, and there is going to be some strikers. And I don't care how much the striker is earning, you are a goalkeeper. That's the law. And then there is going to be a manager. And wherever things chaos occur, is when everyone doesn't play their position right. Footballers are under authority. You don't play, you don't, uh, you, when there's a penalty, pen, pen, penalty, you don't kick. You don't, because your leg goes always, when you shoot, you go up. 
You go in different directions. You don't go straight. So when they call it, just step aside. You know, some don't even go anywhere close. In fact, they're even trying to find some uh, sweets to eat while, while, while others are thinking of which, which place to do. Because everyone is under authority. Even though I play football, even though I'm earning a salary, I cannot play with an independent mentality or else we will lose. Is everyone hearing what I'm saying? And, 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 and we're creating a society, even in our life as Christians, want to be independent. Even though we're in church, we're still not submitted. And today, let me quickly toss this out for free. I want to deal with another mentality, which, is, which I feel is one of the most potent, one of the most potent mentality that kills and hampers progress. Especially amongst the millennials today. I call it the death nail of creativity. It is called the validation mentality. What did I say? Validation mentality. Turn to someone. Say get rid of validation mentality. It's a bad one, it's a bad one, it's a bad one, it's a bad one. You see, validation comes from two stems. Let me quickly say this. There's a positive validation and there's a negative validation. Both are things that we have to pay cognizance to. Because when we talk about the positive validation, every child, I'm using a child as an example, loves to be validated. In fact, parents, we have to learn how to validate our children because the children in this day and age go through a lot of negativity. The reason why our children are even not speaking to us is because we don't even validate them. Actually, we agree with what the teacher is saying and we agree with what their friends are saying negatively about them. And so the the child doesn't have any kind of form of warmth. One time I was having a discussion with my son and my son was telling me what he went through that we did not realize. Are you following what I'm saying? And I was so grateful that we had that discussion and I looked him in the eyes and I said, Jay, I am sorry. I didn't realize this was what you were going through. But see, and some of you are sitting there, how can a 10-year-old, a 9-year-old go through something? Be quiet. They are going through stuff. And the earlier you engage them, the better they will keep talking to you so that you will know where the devil is trying to come in. Stop saying that, oh, yeah, grow up. Grow up, they are. But they're growing up in a world where there's so much negativity. They're horrible to them on the playgrounds. They're horrible to them in the class. The teachers sometimes marginalize them because they may not be as academic as the others that are in their own class. And even though they, 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 may, they may have some gifts in sports and theater and all that kind of stuff, in this country, unfortunately, that never really shows up until later on in life. That's when you start to applaud. There's no schools, no many schools for sports. There are no many schools for theater. There's no many schools. So the only thing they go through in their primary and their secondary through is through the educational system, which marginalizes them because everybody wants to make sure their stats are up there. So they will take the brightest one, spend time with them, and marginalize. Sorry, teachers, but that's the reality. And they marginalize the rest. And even if possible, try to get them out of their schools so that their school has a good rating at the expense of other children that are totally marginalized. And then they marginalize them, and then they come back to home and because you have two children you marginalize one because you feel that you're wasting time and money on the other one god god save you because that child that you put aside may be the one that will proclaim your name you never know 
You never know. And most of us are just, oh, we just keep doing it. Oh, this is the, this is your mom's, this is, you, this is, the good one is the dad, the bad one is the mom. You're stupid. Sorry. You have no idea. God gave them to you. Whether they're brilliant, whether they're not, God gave them to you. God has a purpose for their life. Before they were born, God had a purpose for their life. God knows what He's doing with their life. And I hope you will partake in their glory very soon because the way we deal with these ones, we are invalidating what God has validated in their lives. And they're up against it. Social media is decimating our children. And here we are where we're supposed to be the one who's supposed to wrap our arms around them and tell them you can do it. We're telling them they're useless. Even though you don't say it with your words, your actions speak louder. You don't even have time for them. You're running up and down, health skelter for the walk. You're trying to make money that you will now spend, if God forbid, on something that has already passed its sell-by date. Everyone needs validation. There's a positive validation. But there's a negative validation. And the negative validation is what I want to deal with, which stops every one of us or most of us from getting to this next level that God wants for our life. Are you following what I'm saying? This, this, this validation is negative because most people and most of us, and I'm now talking to all of us now, is that we, we, we base our joy or our joy, our happiness, uh, our outlook to life is predicated solely upon being validated. So if someone validates us, whoo, whoo, we are making it. This is a dangerous feat as sometimes there are validation or their validation becomes our identification. That means our identity is taken from people validating us. And when they don't validate you, you lose your identity. When people's validation becomes your identity, then you will find yourself on the wrong path of destiny. Because Jesus, when they validated Jesus, he was going on, on, on the road to Jerusalem, and as he was riding that horse, I've said this before, they say, Hail the King of Jews. If Jesus has accepted their validation, I said this before, he would not have gone to the cross. Because Jesus wasn't the king of a tribe. He was the king of kings. He came not to die for a tribe, but to die for all of us. And so if he had taken his identification from there, he would have gone on the path of the, of the wrong destiny of creating an army around himself and because of his power and his might he would have decimated the Romans and then he would sit down as king over Jews instead of king over the entire world because his destiny wasn't to die just for a race but to die for the entire world and most of us we are on the wrong side on the wrong path of our destiny because people have marginalized us or pushed us into something that God has not called us to do. But because they said you're good at it, bam, I must do it. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? The difference between Caleb and the children of Israel was that he, Caleb got his validation from a promise rather than from a problem. 
His sense of his value, his sense of value, his sense of knowing God was more intrinsic than extrinsic, more internal than external. So he knew how to wait for 40 years and follow a process because he knew that this is the mountain God has given me. I'm not moving away from it. So his validation didn't come from the other spies, his validation came from God. And many people have failed to understand the process of progress. But they have derived their sense of value from how quick they can achieve things. The level of gun and knife crimes has increased because many of these young ones, they crave for a sense of achievement by what validates them. And as I said, the, 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 the difference in, is, is that they, they're in a crib, they're, they're in a crib, they're in a crew, they're in a, in a, in a society, they, in a gang that validates them. And, so, and, and, and they feel big there. So they carry knives and they carry guns. And then when anybody infiltrates their crew, their crib, their area, they say they're going to go and gun for them. It's like who can go into that area, take a selfie and send it out to the enemies that I actually walked into your area and there's nothing you can do. Or someone just came and they corrected my language, I don't know, this, uh, your, your, your girl and then you feel you diss my girl and everybody's saying, yeah, look at you, you, you fool, they just diss your girl and then you're going to fight for a girl. Who, who is cheating on you by the way? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, and then you go into into that crib, and then you take out. You're taking out the knife. You 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 want to kill someone because they diss someone who actually is dissing you. You 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 you, you and, and and this is what is is doing because once they can do that and kill someone, they come back and everyone starts to hail them. And that's the reason why I feel the church is very important in this society. Because they've closed down the clubs, they've closed down the, 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 the youth centers and all that kind of stuff. And even the church, when they come into the church, you're looking like, why is he wearing this? Why is he doing this? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? If the church doesn't validate them, the world will validate them. And that's why we're having all this around. We have got to be able to say, come here. God will bless you the way it is. Yes, they may leave church and they may light up a cigarette, but let them keep coming with their cigarettes. Sometimes the Spirit of God will light up on the inside of them and will kill the cigarette and will kill the, kill, kill the stuff and sat down with people who were on drugs we've sat down in the office who were in drugs and he just said I've just come from taking a, a split for a drug and I said well I'm not here to tell you to stop it or to leave it that's not the point the point is let's just keep going on this journey one day it will start to just go off you it will start to leave you but what we want to do as Christians say stop taking it stop doing that I mean I remember I was in a meeting upstairs and I was talking about a 14 year who have uh, who have boyfriends and girlfriends and I was asking what their opinion oh no oh no I said you see that's the problem that's the problem that's the problem we have that's the problem you're coming from a spiritual ecclesiastic uh, 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 kind of uh, 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 angel floating uh, uh, stuff you see you see I'm down with the guys you cannot tell a 14 year old no, nah, don't do that. You have to be where they are. You have to understand that they have peer pressure at school. You have to have to understand that even when I was 14, my friends, even when I was 14, it's in, in Africa, when I was in exile, they were still telling me while I was there, the young ones said, have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? And I guess, do, 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 do what? Do what? Do what? Uh, no, no, uh, you know, that girl likes to go, go to the back of the class and, 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 and do something and, do, and, 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 and all that. And then you become, you belong to the boys. This was 
was, this was like 40 something years ago. How much more now when sex texting is going on and all that kind of is going on? How much more when all that is going on you're just telling your 14 year old shut up. Don't tell them shut up. Just tell them how much value they have by keeping themselves. Get into their minds and understand that they are in a warfare and the devil wants to take them. The devil wants to take them out. And because they're in a warfare you are a warrior. You're going to stand and any method, whether by smiling, whether by happy, whether by taking them, whether by looking into what they're doing either by sometimes taking a chill pill but I'm not going to let my children become the idol work of the enemy I have to have wisdom enough to be able to get them and keep them and maintain them because I'm a mighty warrior and many of us do not understand that unconsciously we're going through the same issues they're going through. We also want validation. We're having issues with our husbands and wives because we want validation. We want someone to say, you're doing well. How many times have we left singing and no one taps us on the back and says, you didn't do well. In fact, sometimes you finish singing and you know you didn't sing well. And then you finish preaching, you know, you, you don't need to, you know, you know, you, you, you are just under par. But everybody is under par. Everybody is under par. Even the keyboard is sometimes goes off. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> All those that say, no, I have no idea what we're talking about. They have, yeah, 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 yeah. Footballers are under par. Everybody sometimes has a down day. Are you following what I'm saying? Everybody does. The best football team has a down day. We could just see that yesterday. Everyone has a down day. My my wife was there praying. She doesn't watch rap, but she just keeps running in when the goal is scored. And she just wants someone. I said, honey, it's a down day. And so fortunately, you can start low and you can win at the end of the game. Everything... Is in the hands of the Almighty. But everyone is craving for validation. Don't be prone prone to the approval seeking of people as this can be your ultimate downfall. So I want to just teach you two or three things of how you can deliver yourself from the plague of this validation mentality. And in, in the process, I will start to talk to you about things that we need to be aware of. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, receive your validation from God. Now, although I use that as my number one topic, but there's some other subtopics under there that I want to start to show you. People get their validation from different places except from God. We honestly, anybody that has not faced that kind of temptation has not yet been a child of God. Now, Pastor, what are you talking about? Jesus, the devil validated him. He says, If you are the Son of God, jump. I mean, I know you're the Son of God, so if you jump, you know why you can jump? Because the angels will be there to help you. So, show me that you can do it. And Jesus said, You know, when I was baptized, And I hadn't performed any miracle. God says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. I hadn't done any. He was saying, I I, I haven't yet died. 
I haven't gone through the course. I haven't been whipped. I haven't done any miracle. But God himself, because I was baptized and I came up, God says, you know what? This is my son in whom I'm well pleased with. Means God's validation is not based on performance, but just based on his love. And when we derive our validation from the love of God, we will stop trying to perform. And that's why performance is not based on how long you can fast. You will die. It's not based on how long you can pray. Because some of our prayers are repetition. God loves you anyway. Are you following what I'm saying? And that's the reason why many of us that feel very spiritual starts to ask, ah, this person has just become a Christian. This person has just done this. How can this person be blessed? Because you know what? Grace speaks. You can come at 6 a.m. and you can come at 6 p.m. The Bible says he gave them the same amount of money. When God's grace speaks on your behalf, it's not based on your performance. And so stop serving God based on performance. You know, when we started to wake up in the morning, uh, when in those days, when we didn't pray in the morning, and we, and we were walking down the road and something hit us, we said, ah, it's because we didn't pray that morning. This is the mentality we grew up with. That way we didn't pray. Or an accident happened. And, and you know, it was because I was too tired and too lazy to wake up to pray. Come on. Really? Is that the God that we serve? Is that how you would do for your child? Because your child didn't wake up early, then something evil must come to him. That's not God. That's just based on performance. But God loves us, just loves us the way we are. Just loves us the way. He validated Jesus before he even did anything. And that's the reason why God is saying, don't take your validation from somewhere else. Take your validation from me. Which takes me to my other sub-point. Social media is validation on steroids. This is where most of us get our validation from. It's, it's, social media is what? Validation on steroids. And it is detrimental. Social media takes this human fixation on validation and racks it up to a new level. Being addicted to validation, especially on social media, can prevent you from taking risks. Something all young men should be doing. Young men are no more taking risk. And as I said in the first service, they don't take it. They don't even know how to talk. We said, they don't know how to talk. In those days, when we want to <laughs> speak to a, a woman, we dress up well, we walk up. Why are you looking at I met you on the bus. I met her on the bus. She was coming to church, right? Thinking went into place. I think this girl is coming from church. Let me just see if she's coming from the church. I'm coming from. She was in the bus. Was 12. From uh, Elephant and Castle. I went through that place yesterday and said, Elephant and Castle. My favorite place. It changed my destiny. What you thought is not good. Something good came out of Elephant and Castle. And so I, and I walked up. We've been, we've been trained to deal with rejection. What's the worst thing she would say? Uh-huh. So what? It, where I've trained from is normal. Or when they give their... I can't do it, but you know when you're... So what? What? So I walked up to her. Hi, how are you? You're okay? She's fine. 
Say, are you, do you go to this church? Say, yes. Say, oh, that's where I'm coming from. And the rest is history. We had to learn to talk. We were not, we didn't have the opportunity of having for in your eye, yeah, LOL. What rubbish. And now, we've gone so lazy, we go from air to emoji, say, hey, fly, angry. And so when we now walk up to the guy, LOL, you know, stupid, stupidity. They don't know how to talk. They have no boldness. There's no power to just walk up and have that confidence. And they said to the person, my son wanted something from me. He's downstairs. I'm upstairs. He sends me a WhatsApp message. I'm like, seriously? Like, Dad, can you buy this for me? And I called and said, Jay! Say yeah. I said, come upstairs. Said, you, you asked me for something. Say yeah, response. I said, so I see. Get up here. Tell me why you want it. Tell me how much it's going to cost. Tell me how you're going to work for it. Tell me why you deserve to have it. Come on, bring a case. Argue with me. I want to talk with you. But these days, no. We just hide behind social media. And that's why you see social media fools having money and dying quickly. Because you know what? It's only in this world that we celebrate someone who is ranting behind the social media and then make them a celebrity. All you have to do is go naked once, take a selfie, and then you're the, you're the, you're the big stuff in the whole entire world that only God has mercy upon us. And we take our validations from there. It's the likes. It's what they say yes and say no, and, 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 and we don't know how to communicate anymore. Yeah. And that's why many people are no more participators in changing the world, but spectators from behind a computer. Because that's where they're getting their validation from. Social media's effect on the person needs for external validation is one of the ways in which you decrease and which you increase your personal power. When you seek validation, you will not rise. You will do something which you do not want to do because you are afraid to say no. And, 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 and that's the reason why if, if, if the way this social media beast is going, you will find out that many of them, because they have behind themselves 70,000 followers, they feel that they are doing something right until they get into a workplace situation and there's no one following you. That all you're doing is not right. And then you're not having reviews. And then you say you're stressed. You're stressed because your validation has come from the amount of followers you've had. Not from the hard graft that you've put in. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? So when you seek validation, you will not rise. You will lose based on people's approval. Your fear of losing approval is approval seeking and it will cause problems in many areas of your life. Let me quickly talk about negative consequences of approval seeking. Because many of us are seeking approval. We are seeking approval. Approval from parents, approval from our friends, approval from, 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 from our loved ones. In fact, we are so much seeking approval that is even damaging relationships. You take a girl out for dinner. 
And why you do no, let me flip it this time around. A, a guy takes you out for dinner. And while you're at dinner, you're still foolishly on your social media. Should I take a picture of my boo? And then the other one says, yeah, let's see, let's see, let's see. We're all excited. And they put smile, 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 or whatever nonsense emoji that you put in there. And then the guy slightly raises the, and just takes a picture of the guy and sends it. She's seeking validation. And then you send it to them, and then they, and five of them are sorry, they have no work to do. They're all sitting in one place, and they're all looking at you, who's, who a guy has taken out, and you haven't been out in five years. God just blessed you right now. <laughs> and then you're taking out, and then you send the photograph, and then someone says, hmm, his nose is a bit big. And from then on, you can't wait to end the dinner. Is it nose we're talking about or are we talking about the character? Is it nose that is going to save your life? Is it nose that will keep you? If you leave him for nose, soon you will leave the others for ears and nose and mouth. Is it, is it, is it, is it the six pack that's going to put food on your table or keep you secured in life? Is it, is it how tall or how short? And they say, oh, oh make him stand up. <laughs> And you're doing all that stupidity because you want your friend's approval. You didn't seek God's approval. Is he the one? But you're basing your approval on the validations of other people. And this is what self-approval produces. Number one, lack of achievement. When you seek self-approval, you get lack of achievement. Number two, lack of personal fulfillment. You will never have a personal fulfillment when you're seeking approval. Number three, low self-esteem and your confidence level drops. Number four, reduce performance. So instead of sitting down at that dinner and engaging in the mind of this person, does he love his mom? Does he love his peers? What job does he do? Is he God-fearing? You're, you're, you're still saying nose. You go from nose to ears. And, and then you go, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then he send something up to his, his lips are enticing. It's delicious. You circumcise or circumcise Christian. You base your entire decision on the appearance of a man and likewise a woman. Because you want to walk down the streets and you want everyone to say, hey. You know they can be hailing, ma- boy, man, dude. They can be hailing a Jezebel beside you. Delilah is about to take all your power. Have you not read in the news? A guy who amassed 3.5 million and that woman ruined him until he became homeless. Go check him, Daily Mail. Just totally ruined him because she was, she was uh, into uh, stock market buying and selling and kept asking him for money and asking him for money and asking him for money. You see? She went out with a fool because the guy doesn't understand that because he got every single thing while he was growing up, he didn't know how to say no. He was seeking self-approval from his wife. When I say no, heaven says no. He's no. He's no. He's no. As I said, when we started going, when we got married, there are things I had to say no to. Before we got married, I was living on 700 pounds. Managing. 
So when I got married, I said to her, babe, your money is my money. That's very easy to say because I was getting 700 pounds take home. She was on 1,800 pounds. So it's good now that I say her money is my money. So your money is everything is one. So 50 pounds is your miscellaneous. She did not like it. It was tough. It was difficult. I had to battle with emotional blackmail on the 15th of every single month because by the middle of the month, the 50 pounds, if I didn't even get to the first week, it's gone. And she, she didn't understand it. Until years later, she looked at me and said, thank God you took that decision. If my validation was taken from her, clapping her hands and saying, you're the best husband in the whole world, we would be bankrupt by now. I said no. And at times she's also said no. No. In fact, for three years she said no for me putting in a wooden floor in the house. And it was no, and no, and no, and no, and no. And I'm like, babe, this carpet is, we keep washing it every day. They said it's a good carpet. And then the carpet cleaner, you see, this is the problem, where you, where you get your validation from. How can a carpet clean now? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Have I shared this story before? I'm not sure. How can a carpet cleaner come to your house and say your carpet is not good? He told her the carpet is one of the most expensive carpets. And he was, she was telling the carpet came my house. My husband wants to change it to a wooden floor. He said, no, this is the most expensive carpet. Do you know how much I'm paying him? And I told her, I said, he won't say no. He's getting money off you. And immediately I changed it to wooden floor. He's, he's, he, 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 he said, no, no, no. They know what they're doing. And when she didn't realize, didn't understand, the creativity came in. I found the money. I told her, so if I go and do this and do this and do this and do this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did. You have to be creative. That's what unity brings into place. But we're getting our validations from different places except from God. And that's why God can tell, tell Abraham... This is going to be your son. And Abraham was trying to get his validation and approval from his wife. And they had an Ishmael. Men who are married. I know you're sitting beside your, your wife and you're just in a straight jacket. But let me give you the... Uh, you're a man. Even if you make a mistake, God will go before you and make the cooker pass straight. Because if you're not careful, you will forfeit destiny. You really at one point in time got to say, I'm a man. And stop being a wussy. You're the man. You sometimes have to say no when everybody else is saying yes. <laughs> Find your identity in God. I've got three more minutes. Let me do this. Let me give you the second one. The first one is receive your validation from what? God. The second hour I want to deal with is recognize the time of isolation. Tap someone beside you. Say there will be a time... Come on, talk to them. Don't share sweets. Tap them and say... <laughs> They'll think, why did I sit in front of them? Tap them say, there will be a time of isolation. Come on, touch them. Someone's dozing off at 1 o'clock. Tap them say, there will be a time where you will be isolated. Say to them, your isolation is not your rejection. Come on, come on, come on. For God's purpose for your life, He will take you through a season of obscurity. Where no one will like you. Where no one would say crap for you. Where nothing is happening. And others are making progress, but it looks like you're marking time. It's called the winter period of our lives. 
Have you ever seen during summer when some guys will just come up with some just short, you know, sleeveless, oh, the muscle tops, tan tops, tops, or sleeveless muscle tank is all showing is their guns, six pack, and everything is showing. And you're like, wow, what happened? You this skinny wag, how come you suddenly have beefed up? It's because during winter they were in the gym. That's all happens. And so in summer was their revealing. But while they were in the gym during winter and they were wearing jackets and coats, no one was seeing transformation. Even, in fact, sometimes the wife doesn't even see the transformation. Until someone turns to wife and says, your husband is really... And she's like, eh. Hey. We go through a winter period of our lives. David's rejection of David's isolation was for a greater purpose. Help me put it up in 1 Samuel chapter 17, 32 to 37. All his elder brothers were always in the house. Everybody knew his elder brothers. Nobody knew him. But listen to what he says. He says, then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with these Philistines. 33. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he, and he a man of war from his youth. This is Goliath. Uh, but David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, a lion, I hope you realize what a lion, because you can just read the Bible sometimes and say lion. If you want to know, just go into the cave of a lion. Not on my recommendation, but I'm just telling you, that's the difference. Uh, or go to the safari one time, and while you're driving, have you ever seen these trees where the lion just jumps on top of the safari? You will know the difference. Uh, they're not tame. He says, so a lion came and says, I went after it. Look at this 15, 14 year old boy. He says, I went after it, struck it, delivered the lamb from its mouth, and when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Really? Go on. He says, your servant has killed both a lion, for someone to kill a lion and a bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine would be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. 37. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me. So he knew it wasn't him. It was God. He says, God that delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. He will deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Now, David was in isolation, killing lions and bears. So when he met the Philistine, it was no, the Philistine was meat for him. But when he was in isolation and obscurity, nobody was coming for him. Because his, his brothers maybe were generals in the army. 
Because his brothers were in the, in the, in the, in the army. They may be captains, they, they may be brigadiers, uh, they may be generals and all that kind of stuff. This small boy was in the backside of the desert. Even when he brought food, the only thing he was good for is to bring food to his brothers in the fields. That takes me back 35 minutes ago when I said, be careful when you have multiple children. Because they left David alone. But while David was in the backside, instead of David complaining, he was defending. He was building. Instead of complaining, he was building. Instead of complaining, he was building himself up. He started building himself up. But remember, when he fought the lions and he fought the bears, did anyone know? It was a time of isolation. So by the time he appeared before Goliath, he knew Goliath was just like a lion. In fact, Goliath wasn't even up to a lion. He was like a, he was a pussycat. And you know what? When he defeated Goliath, he became the general above the brothers that had the validation of the world before him. It's not how fast you run. It is when God is with you. Jesus was isolated in the wilderness for 40 days. But that's what we hear sometimes. But you know, he didn't start his ministry technically until he was over 30. And he was only alive for three years after that. So only three years he did his ministry for 30 years of isolation. Why are you in a hurry? Where are you going? Get rid of instant validation. Don't try to get depressed. Don't manipulate the system. Isolation is the element where great things are fashioned, fashioned themselves. So I may not be married right now, but that, doesn't depend, that does not speak about my identity. Maybe you're not married because God still wants to work on you. Maybe you don't have a, 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 a husband right now because God knows if you have a husband, you will make a mockery. Maybe this is a time for you to improve yourself. Maybe this is a time to increase your self-worth. Maybe this is a time to learn how to cook. Really? Yes. Seriously. Learn how to cook. Maybe this is a time where, 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 where God wants you to clean up. Where he wants you to be neat. Where he wants you to clean up your room. Maybe you don't have a house yet because the house, the, the, the house you are renting right now is a mess. Come on, take me to your home right now, please. Just right now. The only thing you will tell me is I was in a hurry. You're always in a hurry. Maybe that's, 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 that's the reason why you're still behind the scenes. And because you're behind the scenes, the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord, not passively waiting, but actively waiting. Maybe God wants you to do this. Maybe it's a time that you can go and do a course and become of great value. Because maybe when you get married, maybe five months after that, you suddenly get pregnant. But because of what you have done before, it will take you for years to come. Maybe you're still in the backside of the desert because God is trying to mold your finances, deal with you, deal with your mindset. Because when you get to the palace, the demons you're going to fight is more than the ones you are fighting in the wilderness. To take care of a five bedroom is very, is very difficult than a two bedroom. God wants you to, 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 to be thankful for where he has placed you. Because sometimes your revealing may have challenges. But most of us know, so far we're still not very visible on WhatsApp and Instagram. Things are not working. Maybe it's time to step away from it and develop your life so someone else will promote you. But we just want to go with the trends. We want to go at the same speed with everybody else. No, sometimes it's really true. Slow and steady actually does win the race. 
Maybe you, the guy, you haven't yet got a wife because you're a mess. Maybe God is saying to you through this sermon, start to build something for yourself. Get out of your dad's house, your mom's house. Do something for yourself. Build a life. Work on something that will help you. I went to dedicate a young man's house. Thank God his men calling me now. Thank you, Jesus. Prayers have been answered. Single man. I'm sorry for... No. I'm praying for some of the ladies in church. He's in church. He took me all the way down to his house. I said, ah, why come this far? He says, this, and this is no indictment on anyone. He says, because his mom and his dad advised him that if he's going to start a family, he doesn't need to move immediately. So he went further away, out the outskirts, and bought a two-bedroom house. Fantastic. Really beautiful property. Single guy. Beautiful property. I impressed with his thoughts. So how long does it take you to walk? He says, probably an hour, an hour, 15 minutes. That's how much it takes me from on church down to church. Thinking for the next move. Yet some of you will see the guy in church and you just walk past. Mm. You're walking past an asset and you're a liability. I'm going to be rebuked again. No, I love you all. But see, honestly, we have to start to say if God is going to make us rise, we have to rise above independent mentality, treadmill mentality, uh, validation mentality, and entitlement mentality. We really have to go to start to knuckle down and do what we need to do as God promotes us. The last thing I didn't say is you've got to learn to revel in your own identity. Feel cool with yourself. Enjoy yourself. Did you not read recently a woman, a woman who walked into a salon, looked at someone else's posterior that God gave freely, and then said, I want to have this, went to do a surgery in a quack place just to increase her posterior, and they put in salient in there. Go and check it on the internet. Right now, the salient became so bad that they amputated her two legs and her two arms. Just because you're not happy with yourself. The Bible says, can the potter tell the master, he did not create me well? If I'm short, I'm short. If I'm tall, I'm tall. I'm not going to injure my legs on high heels. If I'm sure, I'm sure. If I'm not, I wasn't the tallest in class. I wasn't the tallest in anywhere. But, you know, God created me the way he wanted to create me. Relax and enjoy yourself. I see guys in church that are really tall. I admire them, but I'm tall in God too. <laughs> there are some who are tall that want to be shorter. There are some short who want to be tall. Whatever God has placed with you, given you, use it. Whatever gift God has given you, use it. Revel in it. Rejoice in it. Because when you sell yourself well, people will buy your product. Many people are just saying, please like me, please like me, please. Who cares if they like you? Walk into church, you're looking for friends. No, you're your own friend. People will come and join you and celebrate your success. 
You, you know rich men don't ask for people to come to them. It attracts. When you are good, when you are clear with yourself, when you are happy with yourself, it attracts. I saw a wonderful woman today. I said, this is the best I've ever seen you in years in this church. It's the best I've ever seen you. She said, I'm happy with myself. Until she became happy, her beauty did not appear. And that's why you're, you're 25 looking like 45. And you see people who are 45 looking like 25. I, I need to stop. This, I'm not abusing anyone. I'm, 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 I'm scaring you up to righteousness, but I will stop. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I just said I will stop. Uh, enjoy your life. Enjoy yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. Be who God has created you to be. And I'm telling you, somebody is looking for that gift to you. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ. Archway, London. Thank you for listening.